<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This is the Tribune Audio Network. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Jazz Fest. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. That was the world-famous soul queen of New Orleans, Irma Thomas, singing happy birthday to the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival, which celebrates 50 years in 2019. Hi, this is Steve Maloney with WGNO. Today on our podcast, we are talking about Jazz Fest. What began as a really ragtag shoestring operation 50 years ago has turned into a world-renowned festival attracting hundreds of thousands of people from all over the globe every year to New Orleans to celebrate the music and culture of New Orleans. And that's really what it's all about. We're going to hear from George Ween about the early days of the festival and his right-hand man, Quint Davis, the founding producer of Jazz Fest and the driving force behind the five-decade-long effort to maintain and continue the New Orleans musical tradition. Now, the story of the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival really begins with George Ween. He had already achieved worldwide acclaim by founding the Newport Jazz Festival and the Newport Folk Festival. In the 1960s, George Ween was asked to come to New Orleans to try to set up a music festival. But as soon as he got here, he ran into some rather unfortunate opposition. Uh, I came down here in 62. I couldn't bring my wife because Joyce was African-American. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they wouldn't let me do the festival when they first wanted me because being married to an African-American would embarrass the mayor at that time, you know. Mm-hmm. Then, they let, then they came and asked me to do it, and we did it. But getting the festival off the ground from scratch was no easy feat. Luckily, as fate would have it, George Ween was soon introduced to a very young Quint Davis, who was a student at Tulane University and very active in the university's jazz archives. Here's Quint Davis talking about how he met George Ween and talked his way into his dream job. I was working in the jazz archives. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about the music business. I, nothing. But that was my life. I went to every gospel concert that came here. Mm-hmm. Back in those days of Brooklyn All-Stars, I was hanging in blues clubs, some of them in Shrewsbury. Um, I knew Zydeco bands out there. So when it, so George was down here, and jo- George Wayne is the producer of the Newport Jazz Festival. Mm-hmm. New Orleans had no jazz festival, right? So they brought him down and said, man, we, we need a festival here. We want a festival just like Newport. And he refused. He said, if you want that, you don't want me. Okay. He said, because if you have that, that's all you ever have, a festival like Newport. But New Orleans has something no one else in the world can claim, the birthright of jazz. And that's, and that's what we want to do. We should bring together you know, the African, the Caribbean, I mean, blues and gospel, and because all that feeds into jazz, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
he was he was staying at Alan Jaffe's house, the founder of Press Hall. And apparently he was at lunch with the guy who was over the jazz archive. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, in conversation, he says, Man, I, I need some kid to go out and get all these music. And there's Dick Allen, he says, Well, you know, I got a kid up there. I don't know if he really goes to school, <laughs> but, but I think that's what he does. <laughs> I was set up to meet with George, Cafe Du Monde, mm-hmm. met him, and he said, I want this music, like as if, you know, I don't think about the music. And what I said was, oh, I know those people. <laughs> and that was it. I know those people. I'll, I'll get him to come. <laughs> and, you know, we ended up with the festival we, we have now, really. You know, we had a tent with no sides on it, little top, no stage, no sounds, upright piano in the grass. Sister, <laughs> Sister Gertrude Morgan was in there, and Father Joe's choir was in there, standing in the grass, upright piano, gospel tent. And then we had four stages, return of Professor Longhair, found Smith's England. <clears throat> um, actually, Woody Allen came down and sat in the press. So something happened there. Two things happened there that was like being hit by a bolt of lightning to say, this is going to be the New Orleans Jazz and Marriage Festival. Now, this was the first place ever that a Mardi Gras Indian came out other than Mardi Gras Day and St. Joseph Night. And we're talking about 50 years ago. You know, there's no jazz... There, there's no That's Super, Super Sunday, Sunday yeah. or any of that. Mm-hmm. I got, I was hanging with the Wild Magnolias, Second Dryads. So I said, come do this thing. And they said, okay. So that was the first time that happened. But George was doing night. We, we had this little fair in the in Congo Square. We had these four little stages. Um, actually, the festival had like the longest name ever. It was the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival and the Louisiana Heritage Fair. That was the whole name. So what we were doing was the Louisiana Heritage Fair. So in the night show, he had brought down Harriet Jackson mm-hmm. and he commissioned Duke Ellington to do the New Orleans Suite. Mm-hmm. So he told them, look, there's this whole thing out in the square. You got to go. You got to go see it. So, you know, we look around. He's out there. Duke Ellington and Haley Jackson are standing on this little kind of park thing in the middle. Duke Ellington with well, umbrellas. So there's a brass band doing a funeral or a march through there like we had. And they come around the corner and Haley Jackson stand there. And they stop. They look at each other. They I get her a mic. They start just a closer walk with D and she starts singing on her. And I'm like, lightning. We might have something here. <laughs> lightning. <laughs> New Orleans yeah, yeah. Jazz and Heritage Festival. Unlike today, where all the Jazz Fest action goes down at the New Orleans Fairgrounds, the last weekend of April and the first weekend of May, in the early days, there were shows all over the city, official Jazz Fest shows. Some of them were in some very strange places, and some of them got pretty wild. You know, we had... Riverboat shows at night on mm-hmm. the President, yes. which is a side wheel paddle boat Art Deco steamer. <laughs> so we had Sun Rock, uh-huh. right? And the the boat is out in the river, mm-hmm. and he's got everybody going around a circle. Chan spaces the place, spaces the place. <laughs> okay, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I think, we, and we put Ernie on with James Brown. Ernie Cato, you know, felt like James Brown was sort of following in his footsteps. Ernie jumped off the stage and started running over the chairs. Um, then we did the first show of Miles and Newton on the same show. And Miles had this big 
you know, it wasn't Vintage Brew Band, but it was a big electric band, mm-hmm. right? And Winton, you know, has his, his quartet. So we're going to have Winton and Miles. Miles says, I have to open it. Uh, Miles, you can't open it. And Winton going after Miles says, I don't close for anybody. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so I said, the only way, <laughs> he, he said he would do it. I mean, he's he's so malevolent, you know. Yeah. So he goes on first with like this freight train coming through a tunnel, right? And he, there's nothing left but ashes in the whole place. And here comes Winton and his acoustic quartet out there to play. Well, there was a thing we were doing things in um, Hellia, mm-hmm. and and oh, we did Olatunji and Nina Simone. There, there was a number of things that happened Ooh. with Nina Simone. Um, that that are hot at the top of the memory, mm-hmm. you know. So on a night show, I did BB King and Miles Davis. So we're getting these calls. Hey, you got a typo? No, no, there's a mistake here. It says that BB King and Miles Davis are on the same night, and it also says in the same place. But that's a mistake, right? No, no. That's the show. This New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival with B.B. King and Miles Davis. I mean, I get to do some demented <laughs> stuff, you know. But because we have something for everybody. Frida and Pitbull, we give you a break. But Aaron Neville and Diana Ross, you know, wherever you look, there's an icon of our music that can go with any, any of these people. And aside from all the big, flashy, big name musicians that Quint Davis and the Jazz Fest crew have been able to attract to New Orleans over the years for the festival, they have employed hundreds, if not thousands, of local, hardworking New Orleans musicians, some of whom really needed a job. Irma Thomas tells us how much that actually helped out. For those of us who are in the business of recording, there were lots of us whose career was on the, on the downside. And when Jazz Fest came along, honoring those of us who were from New Orleans and from Louisiana, put us out there on that stage with all these other people, then the world began to see that, yes, they're still alive, yes, they can still perform, some of them better than before. And it has really brought careers back up. I came to Jazz Fest when I was still living in California, believe it or not. <laughs> And Irma Thomas is far from the only local musician to really benefit from Jazz Fest over the years. Quint Davis tries to pay attention to every single one. The festival now is about 7,000 musicians. And what I, taught, what I tell everybody, it's not that New Orleans has a lot of musicians. It's that New Orleans has a lot of great musicians. That the level of musicianship of New Orleans musicians is like nothing else. And, and, and there's something else. In other places, there's a guy that can play straight ahead jazz. Somebody who thinks they play funk. You know, they, 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 they've got a formula, right? In New Orleans, the musicians can play all of it. Well, first, they can play straight ahead jazz. They can play, well, first of all, nobody else is playing second line. But all the musicians here, they can play second line. They can play straight ahead jazz. They can play blues and they can play funk. If they need to, they go play gospel. But, but, but that, that's, that, that's unique. And another thing that's part of it is there's always been a 
great sharing of the, the older generations always take it upon themselves to pass it on to the younger generation. They never they never hold it back. It, it's been this great tradition for New Orleans musicians to pass it on to the next generation. At the first announcement of the talent, we put together a group and everybody in it had been at the first one. So it was James Rivers, Johnny Vodakovich, Jermaine singing, James Rivers on her. And wow, before, before we opened the doors, they started to rehearse, sound check. At first, nobody could get a solo in because Jermaine, Jermaine, come on. So she took another one, she took another one, she took another one. And you know, she's, it's, it's beautiful. No, he, these, are, these are the building blocks. These are, these are the greats that are still here and still great. And while there has been much talk over the years about a shift away from traditional New Orleans music in favor of pop stars like Christina Aguilera or this year, in, in this year's case, Katy Perry, one thing Quint Davis has always made sure to do is for every Katy Perry, there are five Shamar Allens. For every Christina Aguilera, there's the Palmetto Bug Stompers. There's always a grassroots local band with young and upcoming talent that's always featured at Jazz Fest, and that's the heritage part of it. And keeping that alive for the New Orleans people and for fans of New Orleans music has really been the thing that has kept Jazz Fest vital throughout the years. And as Quint Davis says, it's all about the people, and it always has been. I wanted to ensure that our folks, because that you know that's what the festival is. I mean, people started to just look. If you go to a party in New Orleans where New Orleans people are having a party, you you go into a party, man, the best party you can go to. So as people started coming, that that grew the festival. But you know, but the heart and soul is 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 us, is the New Orleans people. They're the ones that are connected to that music and give it the spirit what it is. I said without the people, it's an empty shell with the greatest music, but it's just a big sound check. And looking back at the last half century of Jazz Fest, George Ween said he absolutely loves what has developed out of his idea. Yeah, I thought it could grow. I think it could become a big fair. An affair, we called it a fair. Uh-huh. And affairs has to, isn't a fair if you don't have people. Yeah. So we got the people. And and I, I, I must admit when I walk out there now and I see what Quint Davis has done in our gang, that no, I don't I thought it'd be like that. But but I I dreamt it would be big and I dreamt it would have significance because what we did was unique. There was nothing like it in the world what was happening here in New Orleans. I mean, it, it has to be what it is. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's it's great. And of course, no conversation about the 50th anniversary of Jazz Fest in 2019 would be complete without going over the scheduling debacle, the utter tragedy of what happened for that second Thursday, which was designed to be a showcase day for the Rolling Stones. And of course, uh, as everyone knows by now, the Rolling Stones ended up backing out. Mick Jagger needed heart surgery. It's a devastating blow for everyone involved. Fleetwood Mac stepped up and then they dropped out very quickly. And then uh, Quint Davis went back to one of his mainstays for the past dozen or so years, Widespread Panic. And now they're filling in that gap. And that day is going to be, that second Thursday is going to be another locals day. So everything comes back to the locals. Everything comes back to the New Orleans people. 
And that's really what it is. And also to, to close out the, the festival this year, Quint has managed to bring back one of the longstanding traditions, having the Neville brothers come out and close things out in a beautiful way that only they can. Aaron Neville has not stepped on a stage to do Neville music since Katrina in 14 years. And the way we used to close the festival was the band did Yellow Moon, which had a long guitar Charles solo mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. Shorty said, I'll play Charles's part. Yellow Moon, everybody leaves the stage with Aaron. Aaron comes out and sings Amazing Grace by himself and prays the festival out. Praise it out. And then everybody comes back and they do One Love by Bob Marley. So we'll have Neville stuff going on with Shorty's band. You know, Ivan will be up there. Um, but then it'll turn into that. And when Aaron sings Amazing Grace out there by himself, which is how, like I say, we prayed the festival out all those years, special. And then, and then Shorty will take it from there and end it up. I mean, for all these years, we've been able to put New Orleans and New Orleans music front and center on the world stage, you know, and, and that, that's a great thing. That's still what we do. I'm glad I'm doing this because I really don't know how to do anything else. <laughs> and now, really, the only thing we can do is wait for the doors to open and, and enjoy Jazz Fest like you do every year. Go see as much music as possible, eat as much food as possible, probably too much food. And really, just wish everybody a great happy birthday for an amazing 50 years. And hopefully we'll have 50 more. And we'll let uh, the immortal Irma Thomas sing us out with her beautiful rendition of Happy Birthday Jazz Fest. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Jazz Fest. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network.